five weeks until I become a dad for the very first time. I need to know as much as I can in the rest of the short space of time that I have. And on today's show, my good buddy Dave Cabin is going to come along and give me the essentials for new parents. So I hope you're going to enjoy this one. Lots of good stories along the way. It's coming up right after this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Learning to Dad show. It is me, Colin Kelly, bringing you yet another episode. It has been incredibly fun to record my experiences so far on this as I am now just a couple of weeks away from having my first child and I'm delighted on this show to be joined by a man who is at the one-year review stage of his first child and it's going to be great to pick his brain, try and get all the information and uh, he has said that he is going to bring and tell me the essentials of what I need to know for this first year of fatherhood and for us as a couple and parenthood. So uh, I'm delighted to join Mr. Dave Cabin on the show right now. Dave, my man, how are you doing? I've been looking forward to this one. I'm doing great. I'm uh, glad to be joining you for this episode. I remember how exciting of a time this was. You're getting very close to the actual uh, date where everything will change. So I'm, uh, I'm doing well. My daughter just turned one, as you said. So it's been an awesome uh, process and I'm looking forward to hearing about how it goes for you. Yeah, it's always interesting when people talk, you know, people might know that we are involved in the fantasy football community, both over at Rotoviz, but people talk about the process. It's something that we talk about a lot. People probably think it's strange to be talking about this as a process, but after all, that is what it is. It's a process. And for me, and like you did a year ago, it's yep. from going from having no kids to having one kid, and then we see where the journey goes after that. But you mentioned there, one kid, a daughter, Elise, is just after turning one. Uh, yep. What has that been like for you that first year? I mean, there's just been nothing like it, uh, you know, prior to this. It's been absolutely awesome. I would say that uh, when you're growing up, you often hear things about people talking about how, oh, like, you know, high school or college, like those are the best years of your life. But I can say that for my money, at least, there's been nothing like this first year of having her. It's just completely changed everything. You always have something that you're looking forward to going home to. You always have something that uh, just makes you feel really happy. And uh, so it's just been absolutely absolutely awesome i just can't say how great it's been to have uh have a child yeah and it's uh, pretty clear that um you know the child has taken over the house and we see you now uh, you've been demoted down to the down to the basement <laughs> in the cave household yes yes exactly well it's funny because when we first moved into my house we have this really cool um room upstairs that has like sweet bookshelves, built-ins and stuff. And I got it looking really good. I had all kinds of stuff set up. And of course, it's by her room. So now like at nighttime, I don't want to risk waking her up. So we have moved into the basement. Here well, we are. That, that is the way to go. And I'm sure the same thing is going to happen to me in the not too distant future. But uh, you have the experience, the one year off experience, and obviously everything's so fresh in your mind and you're ready to just give me all that information. I have a, yep. pen, I have a pen here. I have a notepad here. I am ready to go ready to write down as much as I can, and it's all going to come from Mr. Dave Cabin. So, Dave, when we look at it uh, that first year, what is the one thing, going back, it's not 365 days, let me have a guess, 384 days ago when, yep. <laughs> when uh, <laughs> baby Elise was born, what is the one yep. thing you wish, you know, pre-parent that you knew now that would make uh, life a hell of a lot more easier, and uh, I have my pen at the ready. Yes, definitely. So I talked with my wife about these questions and the thing that she said the most, and I think definitely is true, is that you just need to be flexible. And I'm actually going to go over on my computer right now and pull up the verbiage that she gave me. Basically, you need to expect the unexpected. And she's one of those people that always likes to find a reason for things. So she likes to get to the root cause of things, but you just have to realize with the baby, 
sometimes you're not going to know why something is going to bother them or you're going to think that you figured out their sleep schedule and the second you get it figured out, it's going to change. Or you get used to them, uh, get it, like they might get used to um, being on their own for a couple of minutes and just when you think they're making progress there, they hit a developmental leap and then they're back and then you have some new thing that you want to help them with and get through. So it's really expecting the unexpected is what she came through. And then I thought that one other thing was when I was preparing for this child, I was really overwhelmed, really worried about making sure we had everything set and everything figured out. But the reality is I think that you just need to get yourself ready to embrace the experience and understand that, you know, you're going to have to learn as you go along. And that's part of what makes it so much fun. So you just kind of get your, you know, you do some research, you learn a couple of things, but you realize that you're going to be okay. It's all, you know, it's all going to come to you as you're going through it. So I guess those would be the main things that in this first year, we really took away from it. Yeah, you do, the, you do the research, you start a video podcast on YouTube and uh, you take it all from there. But <laughs> you mentioned as well, you know, the, the saying that you mentioned there was expect the unexpected. It's just, I really, I like that. Uh, I've yep. used it on a lot of different occasions in regards to sport. But the other thing I like is when you embrace the chaos. And I pretty much think that's what you're telling me to do for this first Yeah. Year. Yeah. It's kind of like you can try to get ahead of things and you can have ideas of how you want things to go. But what's worked for us is when we kind of just follow her lead and work around the needs that she's having at a time and just kind of adapt and go with it. Uh, Like I remember my wife was thinking about how she's a she's a uh, first grade and third grade teacher, depending on the year. So she's used to scheduling things out for her students and having, you know, a very solid plan. So for her, like before Elise came, she was thinking about what their day schedule would be like. And she learned very quickly. She had to kind of throw that out and be ready to adapt. So you mentioned, uh, obviously, the the change in that one year and uh, the experiences you've taken from that. But I've asked everyone kind of this on the series, and that was from the day before having the baby to the day after, kind of what was the biggest change? You obviously have expectations, what's going to happen, what's going to change. I have expectations. Some of them are probably way overblown. But if you had to look at the one thing that really overnight switched, what was that? A lot of people say like, oh, well, you can't, like you kind of mentioned when you said about leaving the child in the room and you think things are starting to go the right way. You can't do that. You can't just run to the shops very quickly. A lot of people said about you just can't go out uh, and drink as much as you would like to. I don't tend to go out and do that very often. uh, So I think we might have uh, different expectations, but what is that expectation uh, you know, that I should have that you thought changed the most from uh, the day before to the day after that kind of instant. Yeah. The thing that stood out to me the most is just having something that kind of turns the volume down on everything else in your life. And you have something that just becomes so much more important than everything else. And I think sometimes when you think of the things that are going to change, you hear a lot of things that are somewhat towards the negative. So I thought, you know, I'd kind of share it for positive, which is for me, it's like I said before, you always have that one thing that's more important than anything else. And when it's something that, you know, you're so proud and happy to have, it's just a really awesome feeling to have to know that, you know, no matter what else is going on, you have your little baby who you just love so much. You get to come home to them every day. So it puts everything in your life in perspective and things that you might've been bothered by before, stressed out about before, like when you come home and you're playing with them and whatnot, like you have that you know, just kind of like, all right, everything's, everything's good. Like this is what's important. And it's just a really nice feeling to have. So that's something you can definitely look forward to. 
Yeah, I, re- I really think that that's something that I've taken away from the series. And I think the perspective as well, I, I try and have perspective, but it can be hard at times. Sometimes you think like, oh, like for us, for example, I'm missing, you know, some of a game of football or something on the TV. I can't watch it. And you think it's such a big deal. And I, I can think that's what's going to probably change for me, my perspective on, uh, you know, recording so many podcasts every week. And that it might change a little bit, but we'll try and fit them all in for the people there that do enjoy them. But we did ask, Kind of the, you, you've shared there the happiness of coming home, being able to yep. maybe there to play with. There, there's a lot of positive experience, and I think throughout the series, all the guests have been extremely positive. And I think that's a nice change because what I like to do is try and bring positivity. And I find uh, not to get a downer here on uh, my country, but I tend people in Ireland like to have a little bit of you know we complain about everything at the moment here. There's been snow this week, and the people up yep. where I'm from, there hasn't been snow, and people are giving out that there was meant to be snow. There's no snow. Then the people where there is the snow are giving out that there's too much snow. Uh, we just like to give out about everything here in Ireland. But when, when you look then, at the, we're going to let you have a chance here to give out and to be on the not positive side. What for you is the, the worst part of being a parent? <laughs> uh, I think in talking with my wife about this, definitely one of the most major things, and it can depend on your child, but Elise does not sleep very well. So the toughest part of the thing, we're both people that love to sleep in, get a lot of sleep. I think if I could, I'd sleep for 12, 14 hours a day. Me too. And uh, you're down to very broken up sleep. Because uh, even if she's doing stretches of getting two or three hours when she was like even very little, you never really get a good REM sleep going. So, you you know, it's just the being tired. And that was kind of the major thing for my wife. So my wife is uh, still breastfeeding even at a year, like at least has never taken a bottle. So that's really demanding on her. So after a while of always being up in the night, making sure she's fed and whatnot, that can take a toll on you. And I think the other thing is just having something that you're always preoccupied, that you're always worried, always nervous about. Like you get a lot of new feelings and new emotions of, being protective in a way that you haven't been before or kind of really like oh gosh especially now she's learning how to walk just that oh no like don't fall don't hurt yourself so like it sometimes and things like that and then obviously you have the other thoughts of like uh you know am I going to make sure she's ready when she goes to college are we doing things right and all of those things that you have about getting somebody ready to be a person but again it all all factors in with all of the good things so yeah, so just to pull back the curtain for the listeners prior to recording the show, uh, I was actually, we've some uh, flat pack furniture that we got for the baby's room and we've been setting it up uh, behind yeah. the scenes. So uh, I was setting it up and, you know, there's a little uh, clip on it so you can screw it onto the wall. And I was thinking, like, no, I don't need to screw it onto the wall. And then I was thinking, like, yeah, maybe a child will need that screwed onto the wall. And it's something like you mentioned there, just that extra little bit of doubt in your mind. Yeah. Just, so, like, we're putting up the crib and you're wondering what height up it should be and just concerns like that. So that's something a little bit different. If it's me, it's kind of like, yep. just yeah, stack everything up on top of each other. It'll be okay. I think that's going to have to, uh, is going to happen oh, yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, so we've had, uh, actually, let's rewind it back a little bit. Sure. You, you also mentioned that you had the conversation with your wife and so you kind of put the, the worst part, you know, off the, the whole parenting thing. You put the, that on your wife. Were you taking no responsibility for that or are you sharing that 50-50? <laughs> no, I, I, we, we've shared a lot of the stuff. I think everything we've tried to do um, with me helping her out as much as I can, I mean, she's amazing though. So she like, she just does so much. And like I, I said to you, she stays home with her during the day. So yeah. it's just amazing how involved she is with her and the bond that they have. But so I've tried to help out as much as I can. And um, we try to do everything with her like together as much as we can, which I think is one of those things yeah. uh, that just makes it like even better. Uh, especially like when you, I'm sure we'll look back at some point, you have those memories of just doing everything as a family, especially in her first year where she's always changing. 
And uh, I, to, just to, to clarify, it wasn't in where you're doing fifty percent of the work. I was in where you put in the responsibility on her picking the worst part of being a parent. On oh, her. oh, 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 my but bad. Nice save, though. You answered that very, very admirably. I think uh, I'll try and keep that answer scripted for a future reference. Nice job, oh, there, Dave. Okay, all right, thank you. Yeah, I, I wasn't exactly sh- like I. I think that was a classic case of where you're getting ready to answer the question and not sure how you're going to, and you don't really hear it. So, <laughs> awesome. That happens us all the time. So let's. Just, uh, let's just keep it flowing along. But the next part, worst thing about being a parent, now the worst piece of advice you ever got as a parent. What was the one thing you said like, oh, I'm this here. I'm not listening to this guy ever again uh, if he tells me anything because I'm not doing that uh, with my kid. Yeah, I don't think that there's one thing in specific, but I would say that anytime you get advice from somebody that's extremely steadfast or like this is a particular given rule, and this is the only way you can do things, anything like that, I have come to term, isn't it good advice? I think that you need to find what works for you and what you feel comfortable with. And more than anything, every kid is really different. So just because somebody did something and it worked for their child doesn't mean that it's going to work for yours. So, you know, you just kind of need to go with your instincts. And if somebody's giving you something that is a rule that you have to 100% follow and that's the only way you can do things. Normally, I, I've kind of felt like that's not great advice. Yeah, that has come up a good few times too in this series and I think for life yeah. in general, that is a, a key thing to look at because when people are so steadfast in their way and I think that's a lot of the problem with like, I'm not going to get into politics now, but with politics, the people just like, you're on a team, you're on a team, we can't agree on anything, we have to be opposites on everything. You need to sometimes find that common ground and sometimes it's not your way or their way, it's finding it in the middle. So I agree right. 100% with that. Yep. Yeah, so that that's a huge one to just always have in the back of your head, especially like, you know, when your parents or your grandparents, they used to do one. Th- you hear a lot of, well, like, oh, you know, we never did this and you turned out fine. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, things, new world. So yeah. uh, things probably are a little bit more safer and more hygienic now, but like, let's all, everyone looks, I think, I think when, like in 40 years time, Dave, when, you know, we're getting old, we'll be saying, yeah, when I was young, we didn't do that. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So that's going to, it happens with every generation, I think. And every generation yep. says that's not going to happen with us, but eventually it does happen with us. Right. Generation. You mentioned uh, Elise being the child's name. Yep. With us at the moment, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We're trying to figure out names, trying to wonder. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, being, you know, talking about NFL, writing about NFL, sometimes we have kind of joking conversations. My wife says, like, name me out some NFL players and uh, we can try and guess to see if this name works. And some of the names (laughs) might work, but there's quite, you know, there's a few Demarcuses there. There's a couple of Tyreeks, you know, there's a lot of different names. I don't think they'll fit fit for me, but it's interesting trying to pick out the names in novel ways. You know, at the moment, uh, I shared it in one of the other shows that uh, we've come up, I don't know how this came about. She came up with the name Felbert was the nickname for the baby. So we always said, how's Felbert? And Felbert's doing okay. We're talk- So then her parents have started using it. My parents have started using it at Christmas. Uh, we got we went to her parents' house. There was this big uh, Christmas sack with Felbert written across the top of it. So it's like now it's almost like a, a nickname. And I, I, I don't know if there'll be pressure to use the name when the baby comes along, yeah. but I, I don't think it's sticking. But we're, we kind of have a short list on both sides. But was it a hard thing for you picking that name? Was it a name that ran uh, somewhat in the family or was it just one that you both liked and settled on it? It was just one that we both liked and settled on. Uh, we normally are pretty in line kind of with the things that we the things that we like, especially on the girls' name side. The boys' names we were going to struggle with. So luckily, uh, <laughs> we only had to go on the girls' side. But what we did was we sat down and we each wrote out a list of 10 names that we really liked. And then after we each did our list, we ranked each name on a scale from 1 to 10. 
And then we just put our list together of the ones that were the top three. And we had a couple that overlapped. And then once we had the names down to three, we each assigned them a number again. And then we just took whichever one added up to the highest. And it ended up that we, we both just really liked Elise and Noel separately. And then they flowed really well together. So. That's, that's really good. Cool. It's a different way of doing it. We've been looking through a lot of lists online, uh, top 10 lists, top 100 lists. There's some yep. absolutely terrible names at the moment at the top of those top 100 lists. I don't know whose name and their kids, these things. But uh, yeah. we'll see We'll see how it goes and how we come. I think we have a couple of names that we like and we have uh, you know, yep. some names we obviously don't like and they're not being in any consideration. But we kind of have three on each side. But uh, my parents seem to think that you know when you have the baby, you'll think, "Oh, this baby should be called this thing." I don't know if that will happen, but I think yeah. we're going to struggle a little bit to get this name started. But we have uh, you know a couple of weeks, five weeks, I think, left to, to figure it all out. <laughs> we'll see how it yeah. goes. So, uh, anyone that has any name suggestions, hit us up in the comment section below here. <laughs> Let me know what uh, what I should be calling this baby. The next one up, and I know this one is one that you want to answer. It's one that I've yeah. had on the show a couple of times. It's about the pets, and I know you have pets. I know they might even <laughs> we might even have a guest appearance at some point if, if they yeah. walk through the set here. But uh, with your pets, uh, I'll let you name them first and tell us uh, what they are. I know there's cats going about. But uh, when, <laughs> when you have your pet, and you're, even like you have two questions because you have more than one, but when yep. you sit down and you think, what is the one thing, if my animal could talk perfect English and answer just one question, what would I ask and like, why would I ask that? You know, we've had a few interesting suggestions, but what, what would you ask? Uh, so we have a dog named Phoebe and a cat named Henry. <laughs> and a little background, Phoebe is a multi-poo. She's a little six-pound dog. Henry is a rag doll is the type of breed of cat that he is, and he weighs like 18 pounds. He's a lot bigger. Are, they used to get a lot of attention. Unfortunately, we had Henry first. When Phoebe came along, he got less attention. Now with Elise, he's really low on the totem pole. So I would probably ask both of them, especially Henry, like, hey, dude, I know that you're not getting all the attention you want right now. What is something that we can do to make you a little bit happier, to make things a little bit better for you? And I'd be really scared because he just seems like a cat that would be very witty, very sarcastic, and he would probably just totally burn me. But I'd love to ask both of them that so we can make their lives a little bit better and find out, So you know, because you do feel kind of guilty for anybody that has pets. Then when your kid comes along, you just have to, you know, give them way much more of yourself and the, pets you know they are older they can fend for themselves a little bit more so that's what i would ask yeah and i just figured out uh, while you were answering it this question should be called the doctor do little because anyone that's seen like and that's going like for for any of the younger listeners out there that are you know under 20 years old they might have no idea what that was it's a film where uh, the doctor can talk to his uh, or to all the animals because my my wife is a a vet a veterinarian and uh, it was her who came up with this question her biggest input into this series is that question so i like to try and add it in so uh you know, yeah maybe one day she'll listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> but uh moving on to the next one yep. uh, we're back in the childhood we're, we're doing a lot of reminiscing heading back in time in this one but dave everyone so far i've asked this question has actually hit what they expected can we have uh, something that we need somebody who hasn't got to what their childhood dream was outside of myself what was the childhood dream and did you get to it gosh i can't even really like rem- there were, I had a lot of different childhood dreams and different things that I wanted to do. I don't know if I've ever really got to any of them, but I do know that a lot of the decisions I made in life were just kind of aimed at having a family and having kids. So I guess in that regard, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. you know, I got to that one. 
Yeah, that, that's a good one because, you know, when you're young, you do think of, you know, I'm sure for girls, they think of their wedding day, but men probably don't think, we don't probably think right. much in that way. But you do think about like, what would it be like to, you know, be a father? What would it be like to be married? You do think of those sort of things. So I think that is, that's a very, you know, it's a positive answer and it's an interesting answer. So I guess both of us, well, me in a couple of weeks time, we've both had that goal. So childhood dream achieved i can yeah. now say that every other one has uh, gone by the wayside so i'll say that did, did you ever have any inclinations to be uh, an astronaut did that ever come across your mind i think that when i was a kid yeah that might have come across my mind uh and all of the typical things when i was little my grandma was always saying that i would be a professional baseball player which she didn't realize was that i'm five six 150 pounds and not particularly athletic so that didn't happen because i guess pretty young i was able to throw a pretty mean fastball i just didn't really you know develop that fastball much beyond what i was doing when i was about five so and you've mentioned as well along the way here that some special uh things you know about having children the happiness it brings and so on but uh when you look at it what for you is the the best part of it if you could only pick out one thing what would the best part of being a parent be for you so far i think i touched upon this before but what it really is it's just having that one thing in your life that um is just so much uh more important to you than anything has been before and just having something that you know when you come home and you get to hold your baby and you get to see them you're just you know it's just a feeling that you really can't describe till you have it so that's been been my favorite part it's having that relationship that is entirely different than anything that you've had before and just really turns the volume on everything else down. Yeah. And like, I think that's the one thing that I'm, you know, I've thought about it a lot over the last couple of weeks is how you, what is the feeling, you know, when you have the child, when you first see the child, you know, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl, all the mm-hmm. emotions. I just, you said you don't know it until you feel it, but I, you know, is there any way of, uh, you know, giving me some advice on what that's going to be? I'm not a very emotional person. Right. I don't, I don't cry very often, but I think this might be one of the times where I, it might, uh, it might get to me. I really have no idea what way I'm going to react in this one. I guess I would describe it like, um, I'm not normally like the, sometimes not really like the happiest or, you know, most like, uh, you know, everything sunshine and rainbows type of person, but I can truly say, you know, like when I think about, Elise at any point like it just you just get that really 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 happy feeling and that I guess thinking it through it like that would be the best way I could kind of describe what it might be like and you probably will get choked up that first night that you're holding her and everything or something along those lines you'll probably be surprised could be a ham. Could be a ham. We don't know yet. Oh, right. Right. Well, according to my wife, it's going to be, and she it has an uncanny ability for guessing what people are going to have. She said, you're going to have a girl. Oh, well, I think it's a girl and my wife thinks it's a boy. So one of us has to be right. I've said that in the series, but it really, everyone seems to think that it's going to be either a boy or a girl. So what, somebody has to be right. Yeah. Well, so I actually don't know if you want to incorporate this later, but I want to make sure we get this in. We actually made you a list of four names, four boys' names, four girls' names, if you want to hear them. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, I'm I'm always good for some advice. So we have no idea if you'll like any of these or whatnot. We've considered the last name a little bit, but I'll just quickly read off the four for you. You can do what you will. Okay. So we came up for boys' names. We had Finn, Jack, Kieran, and Nolan. And on the girl side, a name that my wife says is ridiculous, but I actually think that there's a possibility it might be a somewhat common name in Ireland. That might be wrong there, but Calliope. Have you ever heard that name? No, it's not. It's common. a musical instrument that's played at like uh, carnivals and stuff. All right, it's, so that's uh, it's not a common name. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a common name over here either. I just like it. Second one was Lillian. Yeah, oh, Lillian's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Caller Lily. Third was Nora. And four was Paige. So those are the names we offer up into the mix. You, you've really, uh, you've really got a, quite an Irish theme going on there. There must have been quite a bit of a thought went into that. Yeah, yeah, we tried to tailor them uh, with what you know might be some common names for you, having never been to Ireland, so we don't know, and what might work with the last name. So yeah, we uh, when we look, uh, Nolan was an interesting one. I thought uh, you know you had Kieran in there, which is very different. What else? we also had Jack. What was the first one? Finn? And the first one was um, Finn. Finn, yeah. So uh, very, very interesting names. I think we might have to bring those back to, to the wife, see what she thinks of them. Finn is actually, uh, there's a, a famous Irish uh, kind of character, a legend, I guess you'll call it, Finn McCool, and he actually was uh, the person involved in a, a legendary tale called The Salmon of Knowledge here in Ireland. So uh, maybe, I'll have to check that out. Maybe, maybe we'll put some uh, famous uh, ancestry and just some way we'll blend the story to make it seem like that was the reason. But uh, an interesting yeah. name. We'll see. I'll, I'll put it to her, see how, see how we get on with that. The other thing I want to know is uh, with families, you obviously have family traditions. There's only a year in. Traditions tend to take years and years and years until they're really embedded in. Is there any small, maybe week-to-week uh, traditions that you have been able to keep up through the first year, or are we still, we still getting to that ground? Yeah, so one thing... Uh, uh well, I guess it's kind of two separate things, but one thing that's really neat is where we live, we're uh, very close in proximity to all of our parents. So Lindsay's uh, dad has been coming over um, every Friday night with pizza. And uh, so it's a good way to see the baby. Like everybody gets to hang out and make and sure that, pizza. yeah, and have pizza. So it's awesome. Uh, so that's just one little thing. And then her mom comes over every Tuesday after work and just spends an hour and a half with her yeah. uh, in that way. Uh, they get to really know her well. And then my parents, they don't have as flexible of a schedule, uh, but, uh, you you know, so they get to see her a fair amount, but it's been cool to have those going on. And then the other thing that uh, we've been doing is every month we sit at least down on the couch next to this little fox stuffed animal that's about this big. And um, we take a picture next to it. And it's awesome because you see when you first bring her home, she's about half of its size. And now she's so much bigger than it. So that's a cool thing. We have the picture from every month. And then what we're going to do is take a picture of her with it every year on her birthday. Good. And uh, my wife has a set of questions. She's an interviewer with the same questions every um, on her birthday every year and see how that changes. So we're looking forward to it. We're just in the beginning of that, but yeah. I think it's really cool when uh, we have it all done. That's a really cool idea. The one uh, what the, the stuffed animal for the, you know, look at this look at all these stuffed animals that we have around here and we actually have another stuffed animal coming in and literally a perfect <laughs> there he is. that's henry uh henry anything to say to the show anything for the listeners respect uh, the baby <laughs> don't get all up in their face no she loves him but uh he had a tendency when she was really little to like uh, he likes to rub up against you and he would rub up his face against her when she was really little so we had to stop him from doing that because she didn't really like it but so we got all the stuffed animals in anyway we've got henry and uh, all my crew behind me here but nice. i'm actually i'm running out of room on the set oh, because there he is i actually have uh, five or six other uh, stuffed animals that haven't made their way in yet so maybe down the line we'll get them to get them all to fit in as well but eventually i'm just you're not going to see me it's just gonna be stuffed animals all over the place <laughs> but uh, the last like one it. is uh you know yep. i've been talking about cartoons disney that, you know one year might be a little bit early to get into the, the whole cartoon movie business, but is there anything that you've uh, sat down and watched uh, with Elise yet? Any, any films that have you know, crept up? Is there anything that she likes on the TV? Uh, 
we really try to limit the uh even though we love tv and we plan on letting her watch a lot at this stage we've tried to really limit the uh, screen time that she's had so the thing that she's watched the most which i'm happy about is football that's been one of the only things that she's been able to see on the tv um just because that sometimes just needs to be on in the house right yeah. so she's seen that we did watch moana which we nice. loved. We thought that was awesome when she first came out. Um, and I'm looking forward to when we get to my favorite Disney film from when I was a kid was Aladdin. Yeah. Um, always loved that. I liked the Lion King, but when I watched back and went back, watched as an adult, I did not like it as much as I did as a child. But of the ones that we've seen uh, as adults, I was blown away by Frozen. I thought the animation on that, the scenery, sure. the story, Obviously, the music, everything on, on, on Frozen was awesome. So I'm looking forward to when we can uh, start watching those with her. Yeah, Frozen as well. There's a couple of days at work, you know, sometimes you'll hear on the radio, the, you know, the Frozen song. And if you're, if you're doing like an eight-hour shift and that song gets stuck in your head, it can be the stuff of nightmares at sometimes. But, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy all the Disney stuff. I like to incorporate it into the show from time to time. But I, I think I want to take on board the advice, uh, you know, Patrick Doherty, when he was on the show, he said that his child, they're keeping, she's two, and they're keeping her away from trying to, you know, not have her around screens and all. I think it's a very good idea. Then, you know, as the child gets older, you can incorporate it. And I think it's a, a smart way to go i think i'm going to try and do uh, the same there and follow that kind of piece of advice i thought that was something that i hadn't thought about prior to doing these shows and i think it's something that i'm going to try and use so obviously maybe that'll limit our my screen time as well but that, that's just uh, you know part of the consequences of these things i guess right well the good the great part about it too is then if you don't let them have it routinely you can use it as something really special yeah. so there's been a couple of times when we're trying to trim her nails or something like that and she's just not having it you just pop the tv on you put on like a kid show she gets five minutes of it but it, you know she's just absolutely enthralled for those five minutes so that's kind of like a a good way to kind of give a little bit of an introduction and in making it work uh to make things easier on everybody so uh, that's another good idea always those little treats i remember when i was a child anytime those uh you know things always made me try that a little bit harder because i wanted to get it whether it was to watch the tv play the playstation get a burger whatever it was so uh right you know, that's all part of it you said you're dishing out the essentials today and i think you have dished out a lot of good information here to me dave is there anything that you think that i need to know in these last few weeks as i prepare what i need for those first few weeks as a new parent yeah so my wife and I sat down because this was something we were really wanted to make sure we had all set. So what we realized after was there's a lot of things that you're like super worried about getting pinned down before you have the baby back or anything. But to make everybody feel better, if you have a few things that you want to pin down just so you can feel like no matter what, you're going to be ready at the very least for the first week or so. And then you're going to have family that can help you out, friends, or you know, one of you can run to the store and pick up things as you go. The things that you're really going to want before you go to the hospital, you're going to want at your house some pajamas, which over here we call onesies, uh, or like zip pajamas. Um, because there's some with buttons, you're going to be changing that baby so much like the first couple of weeks. Well, really for a while, but especially in the first couple of weeks, basically all they do is sleep, eat, sleep, eat and poop. Uh, so zip jams are awesome. You're going to want diapers, which I think you guys might call nappies or something else. I don't know. What do you call them? Nappies. Nappies. Okay. You want that? You want wipes to wipe them up. My wife really likes the water wipes because you can use those on other parts of the body other than just wiping their bum, uh, which comes in handy sometimes if they get messy for whatever reason. And the other one, like the only really big item that 
you'd probably want to have, and you could do a variation on this, but a pack and play with a changing station we got, and it was awesome because all in one confined little area to spot where she could sleep. We got one that came with a changing station so we could change her on that. And it had really awesome storage on the side for all the things that we need. So if there's like one big item that you're going to want, you get a pack and play with a changing station. That would be huge. And you also want to make sure that you have the car seat ready and you get it set up and everything in the car because that's something that you could very easily forget and you're going to need that car seat to get them home. So- so I was going to say, so that's really it. So just to, just to reiterate, you're going to want your pajamas, zips are awesome, diapers, diapers, whatever you call them, wipes to wipe them up. You're going to want to have a spot set up that you have maybe like a pack and play or something with a changing station for their sleeping arrangement. And then the only other thing that you 100% need is just to have that car seat picked out and have the base that's going to go in your car and get that all set. And then maybe just make a, this is an obvious one, but you had to have that bag of stuff ready that has everything both of you are going to need and things you're going to need for the baby leaving. So like just, you know, an outfit that you could put them in. If it's the winter, make sure that you have something you can wrap them up in to keep them warm as you're going out to the car and you have your bags of clothes for you guys and anything you might want like a camera. Other than that, you're going to, you know, you're fine. You have those things. You can get through the first week or two just fine and then figure out everything as out as you go along. And as we learned a lot of the things that we got for her prior to her being here, she didn't, didn't like, and we had to find a different solution, which goes <laughs> back to being flexible. So write those down. Anybody out there that's like, oh my God, I don't know if we're going to be ready. Have we done everything? That's all you, all you need. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, really good advice. And thankfully, my wife is very prepared. We both like to be as prepared as possible for these things. So the listeners can't see it, but on the opposite side of this camera, the the pram is already set up. We have the car seat. We have everything. Everything's good to nice. go in that room. And uh, I, she actually has that bag packed up as well. So yep. some someone of her friends gave her that piece of advice, and it was something that we neither of us had thought of. So very very good advice from that side of things. But Dave, it's been uh, awesome having you on. I think you've really got me ready uh, for this experience you know i don't think i'll ever be ready but uh, you know there's some nice right. advice coming my way there but for the listeners you can follow dave on twitter at dave cabin ff dave it's been my pleasure yeah it's been awesome thanks for having me on and i'm really looking forward to uh finding out if it's a boy or a girl learning the name and just uh getting some of your sto- your stories as you start going through this yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting i'm looking forward to seeing if it's a boy or a girl and there's just so many unanswered questions but i hope you've all enjoyed watching this episode dave's brought a lot of good information i think there's been a, quite a few very very funny stories along the way to keep you uh, entertained as you're watching so of course hit that subscribe button and uh, keep coming back another couple to go before the baby and then i'll have some videos myself talking after the baby what i've learned what what i need needed to learn more and what i need to listen more to there'll be a lot of things like that but it's going to be fun it's a very very good experience so far doing the show for you and i've appreciated all the comments and uh, all the shares so keep sharing the show uh, whether it's on social media whether it's on youtube and then of course hit that subscribe button until we're back with another one have a good one